talk about uh mitchkov and how he's apparently the you know the michael jordan of being an asshole ah god oh god here we go i try to ignore a lot of that stuff because <laughs> yeah. it's just so ridiculous this is I such mean. a fascinating topic to me because like it is something that has popped up again and again and again and again and again since he was drafted and like there doesn't ever seem to be any source any legitimate, uh, you know, beginnings of where this is coming from. So I do think it's just a bunch of people that are salty that their team didn't draft him and they're coming up with the rumors to make themselves feel better um, that they didn't draft him. But it is one of the situations, like, when there's smoke, there's fire for the most part. And the fact that this has repeatedly happened, like, I do wonder if there's something to it. Of You know, maybe it's misinterpreted, but this guy may not be the most friendly fellow to be around. But, you know, I do think so much of this boils down to it may have happened one time in the, the cultural differences, right? You know, something happened, got translated, kind of lost in translation, and it shows up as Mitchkov, you know, punts his teammates with his skates after they, uh, you know, don't complete a pass or something like that. All this wacky shit that comes out, and it's like, eh. Which Nathan McKinnon has done, <laughs> yeah, and everybody loves him. So. You know, so I, I just wonder, like... What, you know, I assume all this is just random bullshit that gets spouted, but uh, it is, uh, you know, I, I do wonder if there's even some level of, of truth to all of this, that this guy may not be the, the happiest fella you ever met, but at the same time, he's a Russian. They don't know how to be happy in the first place. They're, just, they're angry people by nature, you know? So maybe he wants to win, and he's on a shitty team and uh, doesn't tolerate the losing. Like, there, there's a ton of, uh, you know, reasons here that uh, made me go beyond just a bunch of uh, random assholes on a podcast, like uh, old spitting chiclets there, eh, you know, making up random shit. I think that people are confusing um, a young man's intensity for a character flaw. Yeah. Um, I think that's exactly what this is boiling down to. I mean, you've got, let's say that these reports or this speculation better word is has some shred of truth to it i mean you're talking about incidents that happened when this kid was a 16 17 year old kid who is clearly one of the best players in the country uh that is ultra high competitor um that may have acted his age at certain points and now people want to say that's a negative i mean i'll take a competitor that is going to do anything to win at all costs any day of the week like that especially with that kind of talent um, you know, I really think that it's unfair criticism with the lack of sources, lack of examples, and a lot of it is people just whining, trying to find a defect. Yeah, there's definitely some of that. Um, I do think, though, that because it's Philadelphia and because our fans are super sensitive, like when the fuck did our fans get so sensitive about all these topics all the time? Um, 
there are people that are just coming out of the woodwork just to defend Matt Mitchkoff no matter what. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter what he says. And you know what? That's a bit much, too. I don't agree with that. I think that there's something – the Spitting Chicklets guys, I, I heard people say, well, listen, they know people, and they do hear things. Just because they don't say a source – and by the way, all the media people, they don't say sources either. They report things and, and all of this. Was it made up? I don't know. And the fact is, is that nobody knows. <laughs> the They said it, they heard it, and they they reported it on their show. Okay? That's fine. Quite frankly, I really don't care if Matt V. Mitchkov is, did those things. He didn't commit a crime, as Noah said on your earlier show, Dan. He, he didn't, you know stab somebody or, or do something like terrible he's a competitor he's There's a really time he's still young guy. yeah well i mean hey it is what it is um i quite frankly don't care if he hands out blankets to homeless people i really don't give a shit <laughs> if the bottom line is that the flyers compete for a stanley cup or multiple stanley cups that's what i care about I don't really care if he, you know, donates blood to the blood bank once a month and walks old ladies across the street. I really don't care. I don't care if he spits in old ladies. I really don't care. As long as he's a damn good hockey player and he does what he's supposed to do with the orange and black, that's really all I care about. All the other stuff is noise. And by the way, all the stuff that you heard about negative stuff, you also saw lots of different reports with positive things as well. Mm-hmm. Other players and coaches saying he's a good kid. He's really competitive. He he does whatever it takes to win. And you know what? I can't I can't take umbrage with that either. Yeah, and if there was a serious flaw with him, um, it would be more pronounced. Um, his team in Saint Petersburg would not want him there. I mean, there would be a lot more to this than just hey, we have. We have a superstar over here who's 16, 17 years old that is getting on his teammates for not being as good as him. I mean, like, come on. Well, and and think about it. This his bad incident definitely wasn't with St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's exactly. no way there's no way a 17 year old kid is doing that to a 28, 29, 30 year old grizzled vet. Dude, th- that kid's going to get socked like <laughs> flat out. He is. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's going to be made an example of in that locker room. That's that definitely didn't happen in the KHL game. I guarantee you that. Yeah, it's men. No way. Yeah, I'm not. Wasn't I'm not a, worried about it. I kind of hope he has. Wasn't he in a I junior league last year? Of the Kato? Yeah, so it would have been in a junior league then. Whatever. They can beat up on kids. They didn't fight back yet. He didn't go in there with these people on Russian gas and go in there and try and fight them. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a fascinating talking point. Maybe what this team needs is an asshole that wants to win. How about that? Take that shit over this fucking kumbaya-friendly goddamn locker room we've had for all these years. Yeah, which has been a problem for this team. I mean, we heard, you know, like I mentioned, we heard so many times over and over, the best locker room ever been in my life, you know, best group of guys I've ever played with. And, you know, they're getting beat 8-2 to by the Rangers and just having horrible seasons. And it's like, look... 
I'm sure you guys are friends, but nobody wants to be the bad cop. There's no accountability. That's not indicative of a successful sports team. It's just it's indicative of a successful exhibition league and a great men's league and great guys to drink beers with. But that's not what you're being paid to do here. Um, I brought it, we're going to bring up a question here. I'm looking through our uh, chat. God, I wrote a lot of freaking questions down. A lot of um, stuff. That that's great. Yeah. Though. All, all the stuff from rookie camp, the development camp, all the excitement and all those videos of all those fans packed in at the skate zone there in Voorhees. Will the fan excitement of this off season translate into increased attendance at Flyers home games this season? Probably not. I think you're going to see the same thing we've seen for the last few years. I think you're going to start out relatively strong, and then when shit hits the fan, you know, sometime in December, January, we're going to go back to half capacity if you're lucky. Uh, you know, I, I don't think the. I think enough people were smart enough to realize that Mitchkov's not coming over right away. Where it's not like they did with Bedard and they you know bought a million dollars worth of season mm-hmm. tickets in a few hours. You know, that's not the case. Um. There's probably a little bit of hype, and everyone's on you know the the Danny Breer train right now. So that may have some short term leverage here in the hope in October. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, once shit starts going bad, I don't think anybody's going to um be paying to watch them in you know February and try and do whatever it is they do this year. So maybe mm-hmm. in the short term you get a little bit of a bump, but I don't think it's going to stick for the, the the season or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. How that actually plays out. I think that's a good question. I I do think there is a notable increase in interest due to Keith Jones and Danny Briere. That said, you're not buying tickets to go watch them sit up in their suite. Um, And there's really no players on this team that I would pay for. I mean, I I personally do not plan on buying any tickets um, at all for any games this season. And I've sporadically gone to games in the past to see the competition. Um, but this year I'm just like, yeah, it's too expensive. I'm not doing that at all either. But, uh, (laughs) it's until, until they get some guys on the ice that are worth the price of admission. Um, I think they are still going to struggle to really get enough fans in there to, you know, when you see the images on television and there's just fans up in the rafters and all that. And I think they're going to continue to struggle, but that's fine. But they have to bring in the stars at some point. Um, I agree with parts of what both of you say, probably a little bit more so with you, Dan. I think at the beginning, I think the Flyers are going to be winning games in October, just like they did last year. Oh, God, no. And they're going to be giving this, oh, look, this is so good. The team's doing so well. And then they're going to hit a wall. And other teams are going to, see how they play and they're going to adjust and they're going to adapt. And then, yeah, I'd say by mid season, you're going to start to see the Farg, you know, the, some empty seats here and there again, sections missing. Um, Will it be as bad as in previous years? Probably not, but I think that it'll, I think it's asking a lot of fans who went there for free to go watch development camp and all these young players. And then in their mind, they have this image of, wow, I really like that Emil Andre guy. He's really good. Or, Hey, I really liked what I saw from Tyson Forrester. 
And then if this team is losing games and losing games. And when none of those guys are in the lineup to begin with. And none of those players are there. People are going to be like, what the fuck am I going to go watch a Flyers game? I wanted to go watch these players. And instead I'm watching fucking Mark Stahl. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Is that the folks that would be interested by what they're doing will will be shadow on when they actually go to the games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's I can totally see that because the coach isn't going to compromise. The coach is going to say, fuck that. I'm playing stall. He gives us a better chance to win than Andre or so on and so forth. You know, go down the line on probably six or seven examples. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, too, with if there's, you know, any sort of um, any direction from the front office or if that ever comes to a head. Ooh, I don't know if Danny Breer is going to be able to tell John Tortorella who to put in his lineup. No, no, he won't be able to tell him anything. Hell no. I mean, I don't think there's Tortorella's calling the shots. We already figured that one out. I don't think any triumvirate. I don't think that that Danny Breer is disagreeing with Tortorella on anything ever. (laughs) <laughs> it's just very unlikely. Yeah. Hey, you're yes. in the meeting. And if John decides to chime in, then we shut up and listen and do what he says. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, that, I mean, that's what I would assume is happening. Um, it doesn't seem like there's been any clash this year. I mean, there's off season moves, you know, me and I went to war on this one a few weeks ago, but well, you know, with the benefit of hindsight here, a lot of this shit, you know, had Tortorella's fingerprints, both the moves that were made and the moves that were not made. And, you know, he got rid of Hayes at gunpoint because Tortorella didn't want the fucking guy here. And I'm honestly surprised Tony D'Angelo stole in his roster, all things considered. They didn't fucking buy out his contract or some shit just to get him off the team. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Briere's rocking the Tortorella boat anytime soon. He's probably petrified of the fucking guy. To, to put a point in your column there, Dan. Think about it this way. Kevin Hayes was traded. He's got three years left, and they had to retain three and a half million per season. And they got a sixth round pick. The alleged Tony D'Angelo deal. There's one year the Flyers have to retain 2.5, and they get a fifth round pick. Or some bullshit. They're getting a shitty prospect. Yeah, or the shitty prospect. That's what the rumored return is. So if you really think about it, you're retaining $6 million this year and then $3.5 million for the next two years, and all you got out of it was a fifth round and a sixth round pick. Yep. That is really shitty. Especially for D'Angelo. I feel like D'Angelo had some value. Like, you know, I get this guy's a you know a bit of a fucking hand grenade here, but this is a power play right shot guy in a really shallow right-handed market. Like, was there really nobody else that would have given anything for him? Like, I don't know, man. Even with retained half salary, 2.5? I don't know. Just, um... Maybe they wanted to make the player happy, too. So we want to make did. sure it's he's a problem. Okay. Yeah, they probably uh... factored that in in some capacity. And may have precluded and shut the door on another opportunity. Hey, Tony, uh, Buffalo wants you for a third round pick. No, fuck you. I want to go back to Carolina. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Tony. Well, Carolina. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll just do that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, so speaking of uh, making players happy, maybe I don't I haven't heard anybody else talk about this yet. So maybe this is uh, something we could talk about. Actually, you guys mentioned it on the no show. Travis Sanheim is visibly affected by the trade talks 
that surrounded him in this That's past the rumor, off. yeah. <laughs> Poor Sa- guy. Sandheim is uh, shook, as the kids say, because oh, he's uh, good. rumors of... Put Wait, him in the a, NTC then. <laughs> put him in a real hard spot, because surprisingly, nobody fucking wants him on this fucking hockey team! Can, Fuck can, Travis Sandheim. You guys mentioned it on the Noah show with Dan Marcus, but doesn't that give you a little bit of a of a glimpse into the mentality of Travis Sandheim? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because it listen, if it's me, I'm sitting there going, you know what? Whatever trade talks, this that I got a no trade now. Yeah. Fuck you. We talked about this a little while ago. The mentality of these guys that signed, you know, the commit to this team long term and and the trajectory they're on, you know, Couturier and Sanheim, especially, you know, this deal was just last year. It's like the players willing to commit to this team, the shit atrocity that they are on the ice for a long term eight year commitment. And it's like, you don't want to win. There's no passion there. You just you're a dude collecting a paycheck and you're playing hockey for fun. You don't give a fucking shit about this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely question the you know mentality of of a, a winning athlete with somebody like Sanheim that's willing to make this commitment in the first place. He didn't have to. His UFA could have left. He wasn't even an RFA. He's not like Sanheim or Cates that had to be here. This guy could have left. He could have walked in free and said, "Fuck you! I don't want to resign and leave and go play for a competitive hockey team." Nope, didn't want to do that. So, I don't know. I love what Garnet Hathaway said. He's like, he's like, oh, I wanted to be here and and be part of the rebuild. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck oh you. The Flyers God. probably just gave you an extra 500K or something compared to I was going to say, gave you an extra like, year and some extra money to show the fuck up. Nobody yeah, else like, wanted your worthless ass. Like, there's nothing alluring about coming to the Flyers as a veteran player at all. Like, nothing. Like, the coach is a pain in the ass. The team sucks. The front office has no clue what they're doing. In fact, the front office is a rookie front office. Like, why would you want this? I mean, like, let's let's call a spade a spade. If Travis Sanheim went to the Carolina Hurricanes, he would have to fight tooth and nail. He'd have to work. He'd have to fucking work. And play defense. And here in Philly, now that Provorov's gone, oh, dude, we have our top pairing defenseman right now. He doesn't even have to do jack shit. No. And he is stapled to that top pair. Yep. That's so pathetic. And that's wanting that. Wanting Mm -hmm. that. Like that, that, like you don't want to win a championship. You don't want to be on the cup. You just want to have an, and listen, teach their own. I guess that works for some people, but it does kind of tell you something about the player. Yeah. And he's that, just like, one of those guys that floats in and out, I think. He yeah, just wants like, to eat like, chicken times. fingers by the pool and just needs the cash to make that happen. Yeah. Bucket of Coronas and the chicken <laughs> tenders. Like, like, sometimes plays well. And then, <laughs> you know what? And then other times you sit there and you go, wow, this guy is completely lost. He and has like, very poor defensive instincts. Yes, especially on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. And he would sit and, and like again, if he was on a, a on a playoff team where he's counted on every single game to perform in a certain fashion and to not make critical errors or not blow coverages and not leave guys alone in front of the net, why do you want that? I'd rather be in Philly where I can just 
exist. And I'm still going to have, you know, 35% of Flyers Twitter is going to be, oh, he's the greatest because he skates. Mm-hmm. He skates with the puck up the ice. Great. <laughs> and then the team obviously wasn't happy with him. And they put his name out there to shop him. And I could see where he's upset because he's like, I committed to you guys for eight years. I could have walked to free agency if that was the case. But at the same time, they were trying to trade him specifically because of the no trade protection, which (laughs) wasn't earned. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Not at all. He's just one of those guys that I don't think he knows what he wants. I don't think he even went through that mental exercise that you just articulated. I just think his agent just said, Hey, you know, we have, Chuck Fletcher called about a contract. Um, you know, this is what we can do. What do you think? Oh, okay, yeah. I'd like to make some millions. Yeah, sure. Okay. Like, I I really don't think that he went through much of any sort of mental analysis or evaluation. It was just really just straight up bread and this butter. This team's Nothing really else. dumb enough to offer me $50 million. <laughs> you know, where the fuck do I sign before they recant? Quick! Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, well, it's a big contract for me. I always wanted to get a big contract to get some, you know, some long-term security. The organization drafted me. Like, I think that's the extent of the mental evaluation that went on with him. He's just, he's not a guy that I think is, he's he's just a floater. Like, that's what, he, he just floats in and he's, he's just there. He's, he's a supplemental guy. He thinks in a supplemental way, and and that's all he is. Yet he's being treated like absolute gold by the organization. That's just the kind of player that he is, and you know, it's so we'll just it's have to see if he waves his no trade at some point. In the next the morons, four years. And, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the hope is that the organization can put enough pressure on him to make it uncomfortable enough that yeah, apparently he would hurt waive his the feelings. NTC. So you know, he may be uh, willing to back out. Now. I could see him being like a, a guy like, um, shoot, what's the guy from the, the Rangers who demanded the trade and got to New York? The stud defenseman. Fox? Yeah. Oh, I, Truba? I, oh, I, I could okay. see him doing an Adam Fox and Fox, going like, okay. I'm only going to take a trade to Calgary. And that's it. Fuck, that's another goddamn problem. You want to go play in Calgary? I don't think right he now? has the balls to do that, honestly. I think he just. He doesn't have the mental fortitude to take a stance like that and push it. He'll just he'll just do whatever his agent says. He's either not waving his no trade or he's going wherever they can send him at this point. One of the two. Well, now he's got the power. He's oh yeah, great. Nowhere. I, I wonder where he's. I wonder where he lives. He live in the city? You think? I don't know. Send a private investigator out and find <laughs> find him. Who's got the best chicken tenders in town? <laughs> yeah, that's where you'll find them. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. God. It's just, it's just, you know, you wake up every morning, you know, you wake up and, uh, and it's just like fucking Travis Sanheim is just always with you. It's, it's never leave. About, uh, what, 2,900 days left, I believe, on this contract. So <laughs> the countdown clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget which player it was. Maybe it's for some reason I keep coming back to Calgary, but there was a story about like a player. I think it was Huberto. It was Calgary. And um, the GM or whatever took Huberto out to this super fancy restaurant. And they had like the most amazing meal that Jonathan Huberto's ever had. 
And then he slides the contract over and says, here, we want to sign you to a huge deal. We want you. The you for us, it's like that meal that you just ate. And he said it was like a no-brainer. He signed it like right there. And it's like that wouldn't work with Travis Sanheim. You could take him to like this, you know, exquisite French chef, a Michelin rated chef, and give him like the greatest meal of all time. It, it, it literally totally go over his head. He wants yeah. to go to McDonald's and get some nuggets. You, you, yeah. you think that fucker to give, give him a happy meal. <laughs> Can I have the toy? <laughs> you get that guy a two-piece from KFC? Oh, buddy. He's signing. He, he's doing whatever you want. He'll run your power play. He'll do whatever you want. Get him a bucket. Tell him the colonel sent you. <laughs> oh, did he have that? He had that Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He could dress up as Colonel Sanders for Halloween. Dress up as the Hamburglar. <laughs> The whole crew grimace yeah grimace. that should be the flyers front office yeah. freaking mayor mccheese would be the president of Hobbit what do you guys Hobbit think Hobbit the chances Hobbit. are that he actually is moved at any point in the next i don't know two years let's say zero uh i wouldn't say zero but i wouldn't say more than 15 or so 15 percent chance it's very unlikely, but at this point, I also don't think it's impossible. You know, if his feelings are hurt and they're actively shopping the guy, you know, hey, get me the fuck out of here. I'm more than willing to go. But at the same time, that no trade now, you know, any team that acquires him has to deal with it. So, you know. I think it's possible that his play is is a problem. Like, I mean, didn't John possible his play is a problem. His play fucking sucks. His play is a major problem. But in terms of the coach, like benching him and stuff and like making it a thing, because he did that last year on at least one occasion in Calgary, right? And yeah. There was, it was uh, the road game in Calgary where they benched Travis Sanheim. And there's probably him. like another example. I mean, if I'm sure continues... there was plenty of times when we got uh, his minutes cut, everybody did at some point last year. I mean, there's a lot of bodies of stuff, on this blue line. If they end up carrying eight defensemen, maybe they're, uh, you know, not going to be uh, a pot. I mean, it's not like you can trade him. You got the no trade. If he waves that and fuck you, he's just stuck here anyway. You can right, throw can him just, in the press box. I for, mean, you uh, can heckle the living shit out of him yeah. in your front office and just constantly hound his agent about about this. And, he's stuck you know, here, so you just got to deal with it. And you got to do yeah. with John Tortorella sitting your ass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's ways that the organization can make it uncomfortable for him, <laughs> so you basically force him to waive Such the damn a thing. Dick, <laughs> you. Pay... I mean, it's true. It's like this is a business. I mean, like yeah. they need to be doing this stuff. You pay every chicken place within a hundred miles of Philadelphia. You do not sell any chicken tenders to that man. He is on a he's on a chicken out. We're whiting him out. No more chicken for Travis Sanheim. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one him. of the things I would do. We're going to break him. <laughs> he's going to have to send, hey, kid, here's some money. Go in there, buy a Happy Meal for yourself, and give me some chicken tenders. I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, if I'm Danny Briere, I go into the conference room with uh, with Torts, and I say, look, like, this guy isn't part of our future plans here. We agree on that, right? And assuming that there's agreement there, say, look, we need to maybe put some more pressure on him internally um, to allow him to waive that no trade clause. And that 
is going to start with you, John, by the way you coach him and the way you play him. And he should get the message, you know, from those types of words that he's going to be harder on him or make it more difficult on Travis Sanheim compared to other players and feel like he's being treated unfairly. And then he goes back to his agent, who is also being heckled by Danny Briere behind the scenes, constantly requesting that he ask his client to waive the NTC. And I think that all of those things in unison would assist in moving him a lot faster. You know what? Maybe it's not zero, but in the next two years, I think he's here. I don't think he's going anywhere. If you go two to four years, I'll raise it up to probably like the 15% that Dan had. The the thing, the thing with Travis Sanheim though, is I think that that guy's going to be tricky with his no trade clause. He does not seem like the type of player that would want to go to New York they would eat him alive. The New York Rangers fans, like that's not where he'd want to go. Montreal, <laughs> Toronto, no thank you. Um, like th- those markets would kill him. There's too much of a spotlight on him. There's too much micromanaging and too much looking into every single play that he does. That guy's got to go to a Columbus. That guy's got to go to, you know, Winnipeg, like Calgary, Winnipeg, Winnipeg Calgary, don't care. Uh, Ottawa, Arizona, the LA yeah. Kings, maybe. Arizona maybe. would be a good one. Yeah, but see, but and then half of those teams have no use for them. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't no go after right, them in the right. first place. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like Calgary could, Winnipeg could, but like Ottawa, I don't see what Ottawa benefits getting Travis Sanheim. Yeah, they don't need him. You know, Tampa or Florida, I don't know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they wouldn't Dallas. take on the shit contract. No. So he's going to be a tough nut to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean, it might get to the point where you have to throw in extras in order to move him as well. You know, like a first round pick or something, which <laughs> just be so hellacious. But his it's his term is such a problem yeah. and he's taking up space. He is not part of the future of this team. And it's. I don't know how you deal with that. I mean, they just fucked themselves. That's why we were so hell-bent on them trading Travis Sanheim before July 1st. And it's a complete epic fail because now they have this variable that's in place that is a massive obstacle. And the fact that they couldn't couldn't get anything done, just take the damn loss. Figure it the fuck out and get him out of here. That's where I was at with him. I don't care if you had to give up extra stuff or take back whomever. Just get him off the team. And now it's a huge uphill battle, massive uphill battle. And like, and Manny, you're probably right. I mean, it's probably like a 15% chance, even up through year four, that that he is moved because of how bad this contract is. And he's just not that valuable of a player. He has moments where he's a competent second pair guy, able to move the puck a bit, but he has a lot of deficiencies as well um, that teams will not desire. Hey, so yeah, you know, great. Eight more years at Travis Sanheim, and he'll be on the Flyers for what fifteen years at that point if he sees the contract through. Fifteen, I think it is. Mm-hmm. That is. Should I do? I even want to Google this right now. I mean, right. it is hellacious, absolutely insulting to all of the Flyers of the past that Travis Sanheim 
will be possibly what like the second longest tenured flyer or something or longest tenured. Eighty-two. And then Katuria will beat that, but still, it's like yeah, he's going to pass eight. Mark Howe and other yeah. other great players. Bobby there. Clark. Class four one six. He'll play one thousand seventy-two games in Philadelphia if he plays every game for the remainder of his contract. Ooh, that's vile. I'd rather eat a fucking chicken wing that's been left, a chicken tender that's been left in the sun for a week <laughs> and deal with the vomiting and the food poisoning <laughs> than fucking see that happen. A thousand and seventy-two games. Oh my god. Which would be fifteen seasons. Second on the team behind Bobby Clark and ahead uh, of Giro. Perfect. Exactly as I imagined. <laughs> yeah. Like the, these guys, fuck, I mentioned this before too. Like, even when you're when you're Chuck Fletcher, like, don't you think about this stuff? Like with the Couturier and the Sanheim deals and even some other guys, like, hey, like, what's the context of this player? Like, do we want Travis Sanheim to be a 15 year member of this organization? Like, does that make sense? Like, no. Like, it's unbelievable. I don't that- know why they reason. I, I still have not heard thought of whatever a good reason that that they resigned this guy when they did and why they did for the length they did there's just there's not a good reason for it it's just chuck fletcher being a stupid fucking idiot and travis sanheim desperate to make 50 million dollars real easy i guess it's just a lot of security yeah yeah this is just hey this organization's dumb enough to give me this kind of money i don't give a shit give me the money (laughs) yeah and i didn't even play a game this year no, right. we have a brand new coach that didn't get to see me play yet. Mm-hmm. If I was his agent, I would have told him to sign that too. So, oh yeah, hell yeah! If you're comfortable losing for the rest of your career, go right ahead and sign the contract. <laughs> dumb. Well, so what we can do as fans is just boo the living shit out of him at games, make him uncomfortable. <laughs> that is our part. <laughs> Leaf fans did that before. I remember Larry Murphy. And then he went, he was traded to the Detroit Red Wings and won the Stanley Cup. Yes, yes. He was booed every time he touched the puck. Every time. Boo! Throwing shit on the ice. And you know what? He finally left and then he wins the Cup. It is what it is. What are the chances we can get the Wells Fargo Center to do a wave no trade chant? (laughs) (laughs) Wave no trade. Wave no trade. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who they're talking about here, Jonesy. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, have they announced to, uh, who JJ's new partner is going to be? No, I don't think we've uh, heard that yet. It's probably going to be mm. fucking Scott Hartnell. That's a problem. Probably, yeah. That, I, I think that, there's like that a 90% makes me chance. unhappy. I will not be listening to those games. No. Now, great. I'm probably not planning on watching many games at all next season anyway. This is fucking right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be Hartnell, I would assume. But, you know. Mm. <sighs> the bring Taryn mm-hmm. Hatcher back. Do play by play. Oh, God. Yeah, bring Taryn <laughs> Hatcher. Bring Taryn in to do color commentary. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually pay to hear that for like five minutes. <laughs> Isn't she working with the Eagles now? Yeah, she's still at that. Yeah, she's still in the, the station. brand, but doing different sports. Eagles, Philly is just kind of all inclusive. They have her under some real, real cheap contract, so I think they're just using her for everything now. 
I don't know. Who's having in the... I guess Morganti's still hanging around, but he's never really done... <laughs> yeah, I thought hey. Al, too. I don't think he'd want it, though. It's too much work. I don't even know too who's there. They don't travel. have a, you know, between-the-benches guy anymore. I mean, it could be Colby Cohen. He's coming back to Philadelphia, right? Yeah, I don't, does he, like, have a job somewhere? Or is he just living here now? I think he's just living here. I don't know if he has anything oh, lined up. God. Although, I... Colby Cohen. That guy was. A, I didn't love a robot like when he was here. He's yeah. Did he go to Chicago? Yeah, he was. Yeah, in he was with the Blackhawks. But something happened where like he he didn't stay with them. I saw something on Twitter like a few months ago or something. Yeah, he was it. coming back to Philadelphia. I saw that, but I didn't. I don't. I don't know if he got picked up anywhere. He would be on my radar. Not that I love him. I mean, I don't know who do you guys like better, him or Hartnell? Oh God, Jesus. Uh, well, it's different reasons. I don't, I don't particularly care for Hartnell, the 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 bro dude player Hartnell. That he still is there. Whereas Kobe Cohen, last time I listened to him when he was here regularly, he was just a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else, but he Ooh, would be the first I mean, one that comes maybe, to mind. If somebody like Boucher would give up his national job, you can bring him in. He's okay. I actually not particularly. I think he's he's like he, he's so vanilla. Like he won't criticize yeah. the team like at all, and like That's he said want, stuff though. on the air before. Yeah, exactly what they want. So I, yeah, I think from from their position, yes, they would want him. From my position, no, I want to listen to that shit. I mean, Clement's retired. He's done. I don't even know who else who else has subbed in lately. Last year, just those two, I think. With Hartsy Jones was mainly doing the call, and then Hartnell would sub in if they need him. Like I think that was. Uh, mm-hmm. That was it. I don't know who else was in. Who else has been in yeah. the booth lately? Jo- Jones, we need you again. Come back. You can he can serve two again. roles at this point. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, he can say whatever he wants too, because nobody can fire him, which is uh, awesome. <laughs> if anything, it'd be a perfect opportunity to try and be a shill, right? This team's actually really good. Everybody, this is our plan. Like, Buy Santa sacks. This is a player the Flyers have to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JJ, I've got a phone call coming in. It's Doug Armstrong of the St. Louis Blues. I'm going to have to put you on hold here. Can you take the reins here on uh, on this power play before we uh, get going? Yeesh. I guess given the selection of candidates that we've discussed, I would prefer the mystery candidate at this point. <laughs> You know who's good is uh, Marty Marty Baron. He, he does, is pretty good. Yeah, he does the Buffalo Sabers. Yes, games, I've heard him. Yeah, and he's actually got like really good insights mm-hmm. and and everything, and he goes really into depth with goaltending and everything. The thing is, is that when you see him on TV, though, he's got like these crazy colored eyes, and he's always had them even as a player. Yeah, and yeah. that now that now that he's a bit older and grayer, it's like he looks like a freaking husky. <laughs> he looks like a husky dog, and you're like, whoa! You're like the, the ice cold eye. Like he looks like one of those walkers from uh, Game of Thrones or whatever. And you're like, whoa! <laughs> he looks kind of creepy looking, but he's awesome. I love Marty Baron. They have Patrick Sharp. Can they throw him in the booth? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know how much development. Like we talked the other week about, like, what is he doing living in Allentown with these guys? And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who who are other former flyers that are in the radio or television and I don't know I can't think of any other time I think I'm bringing uh, Mike Milbury back how about that 
talk it, but he's got TNT, right? He's with Vancouver, isn't he? Yeah, he got picked up by the coach. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He got picked up, yeah. I forgot about that. Henrik Lundqvist? He won't come here. Uh... Yeah. He's doing ESPN stuff like on a like occasional basis. John Tortorella, you can have him do fucking live commentary from the bench. Yeah, he does have experience, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Fletcher, he already had his audition on Sportsnet at the <laughs> yeah, draft. Fletcher. That would be a <laughs> hell of a gimmick. Bring Chuck Fletcher back and make him watch this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got to be. Uh, yeah, they really couldn't bring in anybody that I'd actually want to listen to at this point that I can think of. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Chuck Fletcher between the glass. Boo! Fuck yeah. you! People are throwing things at him. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess they'll uh, they'll probably wait till announce it until we get a lot closer to the season. Yeah, I would uh, assume we probably won't hear anything until hell, probably the day of the first preseason televised game when we uh, get to that and figure out who it is. Yeah, because the Flyers don't actually control that, right? It, it just, I think that's NBC's call, probably. NBC Sports Philadelphia, which is like yeah, not, I mean, it's like a shoestring budget over there. So yeah. who knows what sort of shortcuts they're going to try to take. Michael Barkan. Well, yeah. Jordan Hall, you're already writing for us. Oh, so. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, all these guys, like, <laughs> you know, this, lap dogs. Mm-hmm. Lap dog number four, it's your turn. You know? <laughs> <laughs> minions. Yeah. <laughs> like the cartoon minions. Yeah, they all right. run around like they're, they're all following the freaking that that I don't even know what the guy's name is. Uh, the bad guy. Yeah, I can't even think of who else was either pre game or post game or guest spots. Nobody's coming to mind that no, we kind of cycled through all of them, I think, that I remember over the years. I mean, I don't know if Gary Dornhofer is still alive, but I loved him in the 90s. Him and JJ were really good, but also and the teams were really good, so like everything about it was fun. And I did think Dornhofer was pretty good. He's still alive. He's 80 years old now. Okay. It seems like he's still alive. Yeah, bring him back for like one year, although he doesn't want to watch the slop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they can do. They can fucking bring Dean Lombardi back and have him be a television guy. Still hanging around in that front office. I wonder if Dean Lombardi's still employed. I don't think so, but... Have the Flyers updated their fucking website yet? I was just about to say, let's do this as a gimmick. Every time we record, let's check the Flyers' website and see who's on there. Still. Hockey club personnel. Senior advisor, Paul Holmgren. Senior advisor, Bobby Clark. Senior advisor, Bill Barber. Senior advisor, Dean Lombardi. Still no mention of Sharp or LeClaire. Wow. That's that's pretty bad at this point. Yeah, that is bad. That's disrespectful to the guys that you just hired. Yeah, really it is. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not. You're part of the team. You're part of the team, but you're not getting your names on the fucking website. They've always had some like weird disconnect with this for some reason. Like they just, you know, like the left hand doesn't work with the right hand with this organization sometimes. And this is like a prime example. 
Riley Armstrong listed as Director of Player Development. That's what his new role is, right? So they updated this at some point. But nobody else is listed here. They have Hilferty's on there. Yeah, Hilferty's listed there. Jones is listed as President. Breyer's GM. Keith Jones is official title, President of Hockey Operations and Alternate Governor of Philadelphia Flyers. Comcast Spectacore, a bunch of fucking people. Business ops. Broadcast. The only two people there are Tim Saunders and Jim Jackson. Oh, yeah, Coatsy's retiring, yeah, too, Coatsy right? Yeah, Coatsy retired. So they have two color analyst spots they need to fill. Maybe we'll just bring Coatsy out of retirement and put him back on TV. <laughs> <laughs> God, that'd be so bad. Terrible. Good. You are only retired when we say you're retired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the... So it either means they're updating their website and they're all still employed, or they're just not updating their website. Alan McCauley is listed as AGM. Was that what his official new title was, or is he to get... He has something else, didn't he? Um, I think like, it's uh, a AGM and maybe in charge GM of the, uh, or something like that. Or? Yeah, it might not be in the title. Hmm. I don't know. Mm. Either way, I would like some fucking clarity on who the hell these senior advisors are, one way or the other. The fact that Leclerc and Sharp aren't even listed on this website anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. It's been weeks. <laughs> some I guess their web person is on vacation. Yeah, they took the summer off, I guess. <laughs> Fan experience. They traded him to St. Louis with Kevin Hayes. They took Camilla off. Yeah, Camilla's not there. So they're kind of sort of being attentive to this, but not really. Is the uh, takeaway I'm coming across here. Mm -hmm. That is That is interesting. Val Camillo's name is not on here. No. I think that they just like selectively add and subtract names and they don't have a good system for it. I think that's what I'm seeing here. Got everything pre-recorded for the next. I have at least four weeks of content pre-recorded right now. Nice, man. That's great. Three to four shows a week for four weeks. Yeah. Cool. Unless something huge happens. I know. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for something. To... Well, we're actually going to trade Travis Sanheim and just make fucking four shows irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God, but, God that would be, there is no way. <laughs> Fucking yeah, I'm, I think we're in the clear at this point. I mean, we're just waiting for the D'Angelo thing, and at that point, it's just going to be retained salary for a nobody prospect anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think there's a chance that Carolina doesn't do that. I think Carolina's going to back out. I think if they wanted to do it, they would have done it already. Yeah, and the Carlson thing, I guess, is is potentially on the table. I think there might be other things too. I think it's just you know you had a team hot on this. It fell through and they, you know, they pull the brakes and they're like, ah, let's reevaluate this. Can we do better? Do we really want this? And buyer's remorse and, eh, you know, all that shit. Yeah, and the Flyers got fucked because they waited till past the draft and for agency when everybody's making moves and now you're mm -hmm. stuck with this guy. I'd love to know how much blowback Danny gets if that happens. Or is the fan base just going to rally? I would love to know what Tortorella thinks if it fucking happens. What are those two going to do all season long? Be besties again? Mm -hmm. That'll be a hell of a storyline. Triumvirate. God, uh. this is fucking stupid. 
are the fans all going to blame Carolina? It's Carolina. We're not blaming Danny. That's for goddamn sure. See, that's a problem. He's got to have some amount of culpability. No, Manny. No, he's perfect. He's perfect. Except when he speaks English, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, how is there no other deal? There's literally one deal only. And that was with Carolina. There's nowhere else you could have shipped him. Not apparently one. not. Like, you and know, even if there was, you fucked up because you committed to Carolina and waited all this time. Any other destinations probably found their guy right now. Matt Dumba yeah, isn't even signed yet. Like, hmm. I don't know. So stupid. Yeah, maybe See, he, he won't be. He's there. a he's a guy that's gonna have to sign for like a two million dollar one year deal. Sure seems like it. Yeah. <clears throat> But we need Mark Stahl. If Chuck Fletcher was still here, Duma would have been signed to an eight-year max contract. Yeah, with with all trade protections. Oh yeah, loaded. Oh yeah, he would be here forever. Mm-hmm. I had a piece written about that, and then he got fired like right before I published it, and I was like, God damn it! Fucking terrible. That was a good one. Never got to use it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see with that stuff if there's any Carter Hart news or anything like that. Um... Yeah, that's the fucking team can't just will leak tomorrow morning or something. God, <laughs> Jesus fuck. Nah, they'll hold it out for a little bit longer. I think they're controlling this messaging. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be more apropos to do it now in the summer than it would be right when the season starts? Then you would think, but the league's fucking dumb sometimes too. Yeah, that's true. All right. Nice. All right, guys. It's been a slice. Another successful season. Mm. Yes. 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 Excellent work. I'm kind of bummed out that we're not going to meet in the next couple weeks here. Yeah. Nothing's <laughs> going to happen anyway. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah, I got be, everything off my chest. Let's be people making up things on Twitter, like making up fake issues for people yeah, to outrage well. about. <laughs> oh, that's what got me mad too. Was there was some guy I've never even heard of this guy before. Mm. And he tweeted out, and he's like, oh, on 97.5, Danny Breer said that uh, the Flyers were the only team that met with Matt V. Mitchkov. And I was like, first oh, of all, yeah, I saw that. bullshit. I'm like, other outlets have reported that teams have, have met with them. I actually listened to it. Breer didn't say that. He said mm. that Mitch, uh, the Flyers were the only team that Mitchkov visited their facilities. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's a huge difference. That's big, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why big I was difference. like, uh, okay, all the stuff that I was saying that Danny Breer was full of shit by saying that. Okay, I take that back. The guy that said that is full of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. It's Twitter point. It's tough to report the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. yeah, so something like that will probably surface again or you know. I'm sure uh, there'll be plenty of little things that uh will get me outraged between now and then, but cool. Okay. Uh, All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. All right, boys. Good night. Okay. See you. Bye. Have a good one.